do this to keep your Christian influence in the world, you do not want to miss today's episode. If you're a business owner, if you're a church, an organization, or maybe you're an individual like me trying to make a difference in the world, help people and make sure that the gospel gets out there while making a living and trying to be successful on God's terms, you definitely need this session. Let's roll it. In the age of information, what is truth can be confusing, but we have a source of life, a source of truth. It runs through our very being as the image of God. It is both ancient and mystic. It is found in every word of scripture, leading to the way of Yeshua, taking the gospel beyond church into new mediums as a message of hope. Welcome to the My Bible Works tribe. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Jacob Cooker. Welcome to My Bible Works. We are all about taking the gospel to the edges of the earth and even beyond wherever God allows us to. Uh, using media just like this, today it's video, tomorrow it may be the metaverse or virtual reality. We're going to be there, guys, and that's exactly what I want to talk about today on keeping your Christian influence in the world. Do this. I'm going to share with you a couple of things at the end that you can do uh, to keep your influence because the warning for the church in Ephesus in Revelation 2 is for you and me today. You don't want to miss out on this uh, because it could mean the difference between your success or your continued struggle in your business, your ministry, your mission, your influence online, however you are trying to influence for the kingdom, however God has called you, uh, this is going to mean the difference between the success with that uh, more immediately or you having to struggle and suffer through times of learning, uh, which I'll tell you right now, I don't want that. Uh, so today we are talking about the church in Ephesus. Um and I found this lesson to be very, very important for all of us. Um, and you can get all the show notes if you want over at mybible.works, including all the scriptures, everything. It's completely free to join, and we are sharing the gospel online, one person at a time, uh, with me and you, and we're empowering people to go out and create content for the Lord. That's what we're doing here at mybible.works. So, do you often find yourself being passionate about Christianity as your identity? I know I do. Um, I know especially when I was younger, I was very proud to be a Christian, very uh, much identify as a Christian. Look at me, I'm a Christian, I'm saved, you need to be saved. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to get into that so much today, but uh, that is a problem when it comes to actually taking the gospel out into the world. Uh, do you often find yourself feeling fulfilled when you do something for God? Uh, again, yes, I do. Oh, I made a video today. It was a good one. I did something for the Lord. I'm proud. Um, I've been there, and I do that often. So uh, this is a revealing session for myself, and I, I think it will be for you as well. Believing you're a good person for God's kingdom. Ouch, that one right there is uh, something I definitely struggle with. Um, have I done enough this week? Have I made enough progress? Is the business growing? Is the ministry growing? Uh, and if you don't know, this is a ministry business, so I have not set this up as a nonprofit. I really don't believe in nonprofits in their traditional sense. 
Um, and I believe that God uh, wants to use me and my gifts and talents to be successful for his kingdom. Um, and we're going to talk today about why that's important, because what he says to the church in Ephesus, again, is going to trigger that one right there uh, on on working for God's kingdom. So uh, willing to be ridiculed for your faith and being proud. Again, you know, it, do we get prideful even a little bit when People uh, harass us online. We post a great video and you get a lot of uh, disagreement with it. And I know I do. I'm like, oh, I'm on to something. You know, I've got a lot of controversy around that. Uh, must be a good video. Thank you, Lord, for making me so wonderful. Uh, I know that's just me. So um, uh, I'm sure none of you out there uh, have feelings like this or thoughts like this. So getting back into it here, um, if you haven't noticed, the internet, especially YouTube right now, is just full of end times videos. And it's really easy to get caught up in this end times prophetic thing when uh, when we're really called to be out here doing the work and preparing for the wedding day. And um, that's, that's what this channel is about. Um, we still have time, guys. Don't forget we have time. Uh, God is going to give us the time that we need to take his message to the nations. And I'm calling on you today to stand up, make that first video, shift that business to a ministry business, take the leap of faith to make sure that the message is getting out to the world. Love. We're going to talk about love today, guys. How does love have to do with business? With ministry, uh, with all these you know organizational things that we deal with, um, whether you work at a church or you're an entrepreneur, uh, we're all doing this for the Lord, but we're all doing this for love, or we should be. And this is one thing that I'm going to share today that has made the difference between me having an incredible week, an incredible week full of hope and opportunity, and a week where I'm afraid. I'm begging God for answers, and I've had that week this week. I'm telling you right now, I have not honored love this week. We're specifically going to talk about agape and love today. Um, and so agape and love, uh, Strong's number 26, uh, from agapo, uh, affection or benevolence, specifically a love feast. That's why there's this feast in the background here, guys. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, this is a video and we play video clips in the background with every slide to really tell this story. And so a love feast is something to be celebrated. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Uh, Sam with me, Hidden Biblical Laws of Overflow. I am affirmations directly from your Bible and mine. I am the image of Yahweh. I am working for his kingdom. I am a servant of all people I meet. And I am a disciple of the way of Yeshua. Amen. Sam with me every day. Don't forget your affirmations. Program yourself to serve in the way God is calling you. Getting into the scripture today, Revelation 2, 1 through 7 in the Christian Standard Bible. The letters to the seven churches, the letter to Ephesus. And this is specifically who we're talking about today. And you might as well uh, pretend like this letter was written directly to me and you because it is. And uh, it certainly hit me right here in the chest when I read this the other day and prepared this session. 
So, write to the angel of the church of Ephesus. Thus says the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and who walks among the seven golden lampstands. And we know if you've been following with the Revelation series, we understand what the seven golden lampstands represent. We understand what the stars are. Uh, and we understand who is walking among them. And that is Jesus. And so, um, the lampstands... And the stars are significant, and we're going to see that as we get into this. So continuing in Revelation 2. I know your works, your labor, and your endurance, and that you cannot tolerate evil people. So I've been there, guys. I've been there. Um, I, I hate when I see evil in the world. I hate when I see animals on the highway that people are speeding, and they uh, they hit these poor animals, and it's roadkill, and it's just wasteful. Uh, I'm all about, you know, self-sufficiency if you need to go hunt, fish, whatever for food, uh, but just senseless killing. We hear about senseless killing in the Bible, and uh, we are to manage the resources on this planet. We're given dominion over the animals and the plants and everything on this planet, um, yet we just, we go 80 mile an hour on the highway, and and we miss the opportunity to save a life. Uh, and that's one thing I hate, guys. Like, that is, I just cannot tolerate the evil of people that do that, that just put themselves first and don't care about anyone or anything around them. And that's just that's just my example today. You may have another example. You may see evil around you and just go, I cannot stand that. It breaks your heart even. Uh, you know, it's this righteous feeling of heartbrokenness, and that's how I feel about it, and, and then that righteous anger towards uh, evil people and uh, so whatever that is for you, continuing in scripture, you have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and you have found them to be liars. So how many of us have, how, how many times have we listened to a preacher and we go, oh, that was a good sermon. And then you hear more of them and you actually read your Bible and you go, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, I don't think this guy, I don't think this gal is an apostle. I don't think they're really serving God. I think they're serving themselves. And unfortunately, I've had that happen more often uh, than I'd like to admit. And even recently, um, just things that break my heart when you see people serving themselves um, instead of God. And does that message line up? Does it point to the kingdom? Does it point through Christ as the way? Um, and so test those who call themselves apostles and are not. Uh Find them to be liars if they are, and don't listen to those those people, guys. They're they're everywhere. That's why I started this channel is because I wanted to share truth and love and light that is in our Bibles. I wanted to put our Bibles to work so we can actually change this world, change the hearts of man. Um, God does that, but we can be the voice in the wilderness, that virtual voice in the wilderness. So whatever you're doing, again, I call you today to reconsider. Um, are you doing it for man or are you doing it for the Lord? Moving on in scripture here, verse 3. I know that you have persevered and endured hardships for the sake of my name, and you have not grown weary. So God is really, you know, kind of giving them some, some brownie points here. Like, hey, yeah, good job on this, good job on that, good job on that. Uh, so how many of you have persevered and endured hardships for the sake of God uh, and not grown weary? 
Um, you know, I, I can say that I've grown weary whenever I get persecuted, whenever I deal with like a lot of hateful comments, uh, whenever I deal with the algorithms dropping my videos off of the interwebs here, um, you know, I get weary. I really do. And so I can't say that God would tell me good job on that because, you know, I, I've, it gets hard guys. It gets hard and I'm here to encourage you. And that's why we go through scripture as a part of all of these sessions, Number four, uh, verse four, but I have this against you. Here's the warning, guys, and this is exactly what I'm talking about today. You have abandoned the love you had at first. You have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember that first time when Christ came into your heart. Remember when the Holy Spirit moved through you. Remember when you got saved. Remember the day you took your first communion. Remember when that, that one worship song finally hit you and it was an emotional outpour. If you haven't had that experience, it's okay. But I ask you now to seek that love. Ask God to show you that love so that you can A, experience it from Him, and B, you can reciprocate that back to Him. Because the law of love is that He loved us first and we can love others through Him. We can love ourselves as we are, beautiful creations that God has made, not our sinful flesh, but who we really are. What is that love we had at first when we experienced God, we experienced the cross, we experienced salvation? A lot of us, it ends at the cross, and we have the love to say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, but that love doesn't continue into the resurrection, because what is what did we talk about? Agapen, the love feast. Are we experiencing a daily love feast with our Father, with Yeshua, with the one who sacrificed for us? And that is what I'm talking about today. If you want influence for the kingdom, if you want to take the gospel to the nations, you must have the love that you had at first. And if you haven't experienced that, then I ask you to pray right now that God will flood your heart and soften it with his divine love. Verse number five, remember how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. How many of us, when we first got saved, when we first experienced God's love and, and the forgiveness of Christ, we should follow into that resurrection of going out and preaching, going out and doing the works, going out and helping others in the way that God has called us to individually. You each have a gift. And for me, it's media. For me, it's being able to look at, at scripture and, and kind of pull out these frameworks. And I've been able to combine those to help people. And for you, it may be preparing food. It may be cooking. It may be your... Uh, side hustle needs to become your main hustle. It may be that the works that you did at first, you just don't have time for now. Like what did that love of God move you to do? To tell people, to share with others. So here's the warning, guys. And this is what I'm talking about. Keeping your influence in the world. He says, remember and repent and do the works you did at first. Otherwise, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. So I'm going to tell you right now today, I'm repenting and I'm going to apply the works I did at first to my business, to my marriage, to my friendships, to my circles, to my church, to everything in my life. 
Because if you have started doing your business, maybe you own a coffee shop, maybe uh, you're in ministry, maybe you work at a church. If you started doing that out of a paycheck and not out of love and those works of love, of that love feast, that celebratory daily love feast between you, your creator, and your savior, then that's a problem. And this lampstand, we know that that represents the influence in the world and that the stars, the angels are the eyes of the Lord in the world for the churches. And so that lampstand is representing a place of influence in the world for the church, for you and me. Unless you repent, he'll remove that lampstand. So repent, find your first love, move back into a place of working for the kingdom through the love feast, not out of obligation. And watch what God does with your lampstand. No, verse 6, yet you have this, you hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And so the Nicolaitans um, is a heretical group, probably holding views similar to the teaching of Balaam and Jezebel. So Balaam was kind of a false prophet. He started good, um, and he did a lot of like good prophetic things and guiding and protecting Israelites. Um, and then he really fell hard and and started um, listening to more of these type of teachings that are just kind of do whatever you want, uh, practice whatever you want, sacrifice to whatever you want, uh, especially sexual immorality. Um, so and then Jezebel, obviously, we know what she represents. Uh, we could do a whole study on that. Uh, anyway, this is by uh, Ligonier Ministries, I believe. Yes. Um, and so they have a Bible study uh, over on Bible Hub is where I pulled that from. So, But anyway, and I put this kind of this witchcraft thing in the background because this is, this is the stuff that was going on, guys. Like, you know, are we celebrating a love feast daily with our Father uh, and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us through love? Or are we trying other things? Are we try? Are we looking into the world? Are we looking to, uh, you know, potions? And are we looking to other affirmations? Are we looking to, uh, you know, self motivation? Or what are we looking to? And so, um, you know, I think the the teachings of Balaam and Jezebel really cover a multitude of sins there. So um, that's just what I want to warn you against and warn me against is is to look to the love feast. So. Um, he is reviled as a wicked man in both the Torah and the New Testament. Again, uh, you know, if you actually look into him, he started good, kind of with good intentions, but then he just sacrificed a little more and moved into these, these type of teachings. And we've got to be careful of that too. So according to the book of Revelation, Balaam told King Balak how the Israelites uh, could commit sin, enticing them with sexual immorality and food sacrifice to idols. The Israelites fell into transgression, excuse me, my allergies are killing me today, due to the traps that God had sent uh, and deadly plague on them as a result. So anyway, um, you can totally look into him. Very helpful. But I just want to remind you the love feast, the love feast, the love feast. That is the answer today to what, if you want to keep your influence in the world, Focus on your love feast with your creator. Often people, leaders, friends, family members believe that they're serving God and doing the right thing when in fact anything that comes from our flesh or desire for attention 
does not serve into the love of God or our first love. That's my quote for today. My personal takeaway. What is yours? Leave me a comment down below. I want to know your personal takeaway. If you've made it this far in the video, please let me know because it helps me to understand where this community is at so we can all communicate together. Here's the framework for today. Put it in your pocket, write it down, take it home, uh, activate it daily if this is something that you want uh, to ensure in your life that your lampstand, your influence in the world is not removed. Number one, do not compromise the words that God shares into your heart and on your lips. Number two, do not be seduced by the flesh desires that seem comfortable or I've always done it this way or this makes me feel better. Whatever that is, do not be seduced by those things and start influencing for yourself or just for the money or just for the fame, whatever it is. Uh, you know, if you're doing this thing and influencing for God, for the kingdom, let it be a love feast to share your experience with God, and then he will bring all the resources you need for that. Do not let the counsel of others outweigh God's call in your life. I can't tell you how many mentors I've had that say, you know, do this, focus more on the business, do that. And God's call in my life is do the next video, do the next video, do the next video. And so it gets really hard sometimes when we feel like man tells us something opposite to what God tells us. Number four, always remember the love you first experienced in Christ. It's about the love feast, guys. Don't forget. Jump on over to mybible.works. You can grab all the show notes as well as other in this series. Um, you can check out other people's content. You can post your own content over at mybible.works. Uh, as well as check out other cool stuff that we have. It's completely free over there. It's like social media for all of us to jump in, study the Bible together, share our trials and triumphs, uh, share what you're doing in your business, your ministry, your church. Uh, it's all about sharing the gospel online. Go check it out. Um, and while you're there, if you want to support this ministry, you can grab 80% off of my full God-given gifts of brilliance course. You get my ebook in e-reader format, uh, the book study video workshop, the book uh, on audio and video with me reading it to you, as well as a PDF downloadable study guide. You can enjoy it on PC, Mac, iPhone, and Android. Get 80% off right now. That is the sole way that I can continue this ministry. So go check it out. You will love it. Uh, a very highly rated course with tons of great material, high quality video. Um, and this will help you figure out what your gifts are to serve the kingdom. If you're having trouble putting them all together into something cohesive, into a side hustle, into a business, into a ministry, uh, into a place at, that's our little puppy Marvell barking today. She says, go get the offer. Help my daddy buy me more food. She's a little great Dane puppy. So she eats a lot. Go check out mybible.works. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Leave me a comment down below. This ministry is completely supported by you guys. Um, I love doing it. and I'm going to continue to do it. So if you liked this video specifically, let me know down below. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Peace. Hey, My Bible Works Tribe, I hope you enjoyed that video. If you did, be sure and give it a big thumbs up and leave a comment down below with what you thought of it. 
Also, if you want to join us in a virtual campfire chat, jump on over to mybible.works. It's completely free, and you can join a safe and open Bible study discussion with our global community.